Welcome to From the Woodshed, where we talk about all things Maine, all things Maine cabins, and all things Maine related. Coming to you from the Kennebec Cabin Company, home of the Maine Cabin Masters in Manchester, Maine. Open year-round, stopping for live music, delicious food, and cold beverages before or after your visit to our retail location. From the Woodshed is brought to you by Nelma, see the stamp, trust quality. Hammond Lumber Company, our building materials supplier, and Benjamin Moore, the official paint and stain supplier of the Kennebec Cabin Company, only available at locally owned stores. We're wicked excited to get started, so let's head on in. From the Woodshed, I'm Chase Morrill. With me as always, Ryan Eldridge, Maggie Morrill. Hi. We're here to talk about all things Maine, all things cabin, all things Maine cabin related. Our guest today is Christine Stone, from Sirius XM, she's the host of The Spectrum and Classic Rewind. You can find us at KennebecCabinCompany.com, MainCabinMasters.com, our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Kennebec Cabin Company YouTube channel. And don't forget to check out our online store at shop.KennebecCabinCompany.com. We always want to thank our sponsors, Hammond Lumber Company, the official building material supplier of the Kennebec Cabin Company, Nelma, Northeast Lumber Manufacturing Association, and Benjamin Moore, the official paint and stain supplier of the Kennebec Cabin Company, only available in locally owned stores. Where do we start? What a crazy <laughs> week. Mm-hmm. I, well, yeah. I, I we, we talk about the weather a lot, but this week it is definitely weather conversation. Mother worthy. Nature, you see this? Yeah. That's a white flag we surrender we give up <laughs> on to 2024 that that was unbelievable at the same time it was unbelievable fascinating scary sad like all those emotions like i've never seen anything like it that storm was something else yeah we went from a snowy start to a lot of rain and yeah six to seven inches of rain in some areas which is unheard of and 60 plus mile an hour winds. The winds, and now we're back to below freezing temperatures. I hate that saying now. Wait five minutes if you don't like the weather. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that that was the most destruction I've ever seen from a storm. Yeah. I saw it. I, I was just, my head was going this way. My head was going that Like my adrenaline was rushing. Like, but it, it went from like, oh, this is okay. Let's get a generator to like, we got to get home safely and find a way home. Yeah. I got rerouted, re-trafficked. I think it caught everybody with their pants down. Right? Everybody. Yeah. And then some. Then yeah. it knocked you over. The, the only thing I heard was Pete, our sound guy, was talking. He's like, yeah, there's going to be 20-foot swells for surfing. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, there's this storm coming up the coast. Did you see pictures? I mean, it looked yes. like Maui. There was a rip curl and like. Yeah. It was unreal. 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 I saw I saw a Stein literally getting spun around. All, I don't know how the metal bent. Like, all the way back that way. All the way back that way. And then 20 minutes later, I see the roof off this huge building get like ripped off. Sign- going down Western Avenue, the Damon sign was flying. Scott's recreation signs there. Yeah. It was it was nuts. What did they let you out of school early? Like, did you guys hunker down? They we got to school, like the power was flickering that morning. We were all like, why are we even here? They said like they were like, okay, you can go home at 1.30. The power went out at one. They were like, never mind, go home. I couldn't barely even get home. I had to like kept getting rerouted. I kept, yeah, I ran into one tree, then I ran into another tree. Yeah, and then 
and they haven't had that was it school you're done yeah they tried to send us back today but then to fix the trees on the line they had to turn the power at the school back off even though it turned back on and so now it's christmas break <laughs> nice so i think gardner and gustin you know a lot of those schools were in but miranda cook was out there's a few others that were definitely not the, happening the water was almost as high as i think the flood of 87 yeah and it, yeah it just caught so many cars got inundated like it, it was something else i mean think think about the year we've had with the rain and mother nature yeah it just hasn't relented yeah it's, it's scary i unfortunately i think it's a preview of like what's gonna happen now like these huge swings so we got to be prepared for it novelty wears off awfully quick yep the hardest part was without power you know with all the rain we had buckets out for collecting the rainwater for flushing the toilet and all that stuff but then it got so cold the buckets froze up <laughs> I'm like, all right, enough of this, enough uh, of this. That, that first morning, there's a culvert before my house. So I'm, I'm like, I go get all these buckets and I have, you know, my hand's still a little messed up. So I'm not supposed to carry anything. I'm going up the hill with all these buckets. It took me like 45 minutes. I fell over. I was so pull up to the house. I look down and there's this brand new swimming pool with 20,000 gallons of water. <laughs> I'm like, what an idiot. A direct siphon right from it into your toilets. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I've been saving up for a propane generator, like the one that's like pop on. That, that's been there for three weeks. Just sit near the box. But, yeah. What are you going to do? Fire it up. <laughs> Once I get that hooked up, we'll never yeah, power yeah, again. Exactly. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, so, you know, all joking aside, a lot of people are still without power. Um, a lot of our friends' businesses and people we know, you know, got setbacks. So we're thinking about them and, you know, people are out there to help. So, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of crews out working around the clock, getting power restored to everybody as quickly as possible. What was, what's today's date? 21st? Mm -hmm. 10 more days and we're out of this damn year. I'm ready. 2024 is going to be amazing. 2024. Quiet, sunny, beautiful. Oh, oh. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else is going on? We are officially done filming. For a little bit, yeah. With a small star. Yeah. Because of the storm, we had to postpone one reveal a little bit, but. And and that reveal is on a peninsula. And literally, I went out there that the next day to get the trailer. The I mean, the water comes up, and it's like my truck is water on both sides. Like it's almost an island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very low, couple areas, but hopefully it drops. You know, it it was it was up pretty high around us, but then it dropped quickly. But then over at Pocasset this morning it was up over that that little shack right in front of my mother's house and it's like it shouldn't still be that high right there. there's a kayak showed up at her i looked out the window today and there was just like a kayak floating in the lake i was like we got a new kayak empty kayak yeah i she tried to give his pleasure to go get it but he wouldn't <laughs> he wouldn't go get it well we were in the middle of gingerbread houses and it was pretty windy out there it's real and, and it's cold. cold so yeah don't don't risk your life just for a kayak. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited about today's guest. Yeah, put a face to the voice. Yeah. Isn't she's, that always fun? And she just got that laid back, like Christine Stone. Cool. It's the 70s. Yeah. Things are cool. Like, we're, she would go to a concert. We're backstage. You know, like, yeah. just cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, so she's from Sirius XM Radio. She's been there. I think she's one of the longest tenured DJs, if I read correctly. Yeah. And she's on a... Pretty cool stations. 
Yeah, I mean, you're mostly on the Grateful Dead channel. Yep, 90% of the time. And then sports? A little bit. I'd say 75% Grateful Dead. And then sometimes I go, I do go Spectrum and Classic Rock, rock but mostly Grateful Dead. What's your favorite Sirius XM station? I don't have one. I don't, I don't listen to the radio. I just oh, they're play all my own their music. Really? Why and would I want to? They'll be I... sitting in the car just swiping through songs, swiping through songs, swiping through songs. I'm like, just play them. Why yeah. would I want to listen to we used to have songs to hit... that I don't want to listen to? We used to have to put the tape it. in, no, listen to the <laughs> song, and then hear rewind. Well, now we're in the 21st century, and I can just play the songs that I want to hear. Sometimes it's good them. to broaden your musical horizon and listen to a little Conway Twitty, even if you don't want to. No, no. But then you have to listen <laughs> to the, like the talking and the like. So we're gonna. I want to listen to that. We're gonna talk to her about classic rock. I remember I went to the classic rock phase. I I like. I always liked the dead, but I always remember to listen to Motley Crue, Metallica. But then I also listened to you know you could, the old stuff, Led Zeppelin and the Who, and like yeah. I feel like that was a rite of passage for kids in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and now it's like what's classic rock to you, Maggie? It's the same thing. I just don't want to listen to it. We had a rule in our car because, you know, going on road trips when these kids were little, like they were constantly changing. You know, uh, but if Led Zeppelin ever came on, like they couldn't. That's a good rule. We had to stop at it. We had it was a Led Zeppelin. Nirvana. I don't classic rock role. or hip? I don't know. I'm not you know the who right they person. Are? Black Rose. <laughs> no idea. I don't. <gasps> I'm not the right person wow. to ask. It, I mean, I always think classic rock is 70s, 60s and 70s music. Yeah. But if you think... But Black Crows is still... I mean, they're... They're still playing, but they're they were not 90s. Early. Oh, yeah. That's not, it's not classic rock in my world, but it really... Now, oh, it's if, classic. if you go back 25... You know when you're getting old is when BLM and TOS start playing songs, they're like... They would never play that back in the day. Like, that was classic rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stands the test of time. It'll be interesting to see what Christine has to say about that. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah. Well, let's well, take a little break, get ready for Christine, and watch a really another cool video. Nelma has a beautifully re-spaced shed. We use all eastern white pine. We use a ton of it on the cabins we do because it's a natural, local, easily sourced. Beautiful. Yeah, and you can treat it in so many variations that it's, it's great. And you can use it made in ways. Yeah. That's how you throw the wood at it, Chase. Throw the pine right at it. All right. And we're back. And today's guest is exciting. Uh, it was brought to us by our official sponsor. We're supposed to ask you water, coffee, or beer. Or a drink of your choice. Yes. Wine cast. Yes. Fantastic. We are going to have a nice session IPA from the Main Island Trail IPA. From Rising Tide. <laughs> that kind of goes to the main things. How you doing? <laughs> uh, we got so excited to talk to you, we, we forgot to introduce you. We are talking to Christine Stone from Sirius XM Radio. It's exciting. Yes.
We came up through the ranks. We started on DIY Network a long time ago. Yeah, and then that it kind of changed hands a few times as everything consolidated, and then yeah, we ended on the Magnolia Network, and everything seems to be working out great there. And you have been with Sirius XM from the very beginning. Is that? Yeah, two thousand one. Wow. Did you start on the Sirius side or the XM side? Serious. That's a good question, Ryan. I um I started two weeks before nine eleven, and um you know after that happened, I was like, what the hell did I just do? I took this gig in New York, you know, and I had um, my my twin boys were really little at the time, but I um stuck it out. You know, I started grinding my teeth and stuff. I mean, it was a pretty stressful time, but um I made it through. So yeah, it's been twenty two years wow so i've been with sirius since i think 2003 or four and i knew you were coming on i had this this haunting memory i remember getting an offer to become a lifetime member of sirius satellite radio for like 599 dollars okay it was 400 bucks i think or maybe it was 499 that i hope you did it I didn't have the money back then. <laughs> now I pay like forty dollars a month for two cars, my computer, my phone. <laughs> I, I remember that promotion, and I don't think they're ever going to do it again because it's no. such a steal. But I, I do hear from some people sometimes who say, "Yeah, I, I took advantage of that," and they're just laughing uh, all the way to the car. They don't. No, I got it because I when I bought it, you had to buy the you had to buy the separate thing and put it in your car. The little, you know, and I'm wired in. It wasn't offered on in cars and stuff, but there wasn't the technology there is now. But I, I know I was just like just out of college or I was a ski bum and I couldn't <laughs> afford it. And I still kick myself in the ass all the time. A ski bum? Really? <laughs> I was. <laughs> you know what, um, Ryan, I, I have to thank you for introducing me to Billy Strings because yes! I, I had not heard of him before I saw his name on your T-shirt a few times. And yeah. I've seen some... Um, fuzzed out images of your t-shirt from time to time <laughs> on the show. But I, I think Billy Strings is awesome. I, I couldn't tell you one of his songs, but I love his vibe and I never would have known about him uh, if I hadn't seen your t-shirt. Oh, that makes me very happy. And did you ever think that you'd like a bluegrass band that much without a drummer? I don't need drums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, it's, they, they are, he's amazing. And his People he plays are amazing. I can see that you guys have been to a few dead shows. I don't know. I mean, I, the, the thing that I think is so cool about your show is that, you know, it's it's Chase and Ashley, brother, sister, and you're the husband, Ryan. And, you know, how did you guys meet? Was it like a high school thing or was it, you know, you know, during your dead show days? And how many shows have you been? I wish. I, I wish I met Ashley back then. Uh, it took us a while. No, we you were... don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was out west skiing. Ashley was out there. We all we all did our thing for a long time. We kind of came back home. You know, they call it the boomerang effect in Maine. Effect in Maine. And I always knew who she was. Um, and she's I always notorious. thought she was beautiful and funny. And but we became better f friends and became best friends. And we dated some other people. And actually, the last person I dated, like seriously, before Ashley's like. You're in love with Ashley. Why don't you just get over, get over it with it? I'm like, no, I'm not, and I did, I really didn't realize it. And she was right. So it <laughs> it took us a while, but you know, it's, it's I say better late than never.
you guys do seem like really good pals. And at the end of the day and life, you know, that's really what matters is uh, how compatible you are. And you seem to be. So that's cool. I can't stand working with them. I'm not going to be honest. And sometimes it's just, it's, it's tough. <laughs> you know, I, it's I a lot. Know. in the end, it's awesome. But yeah, it's, it's tough. Yes. It, it's, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, I love the show. I love the production of it. I just, uh, I, I have uh, friends who have a cabin in Rangeley. Is that anywhere near where you guys are? Yes. About two hours north. Um, and Dixie on the show has a camp up there now. He lives in Quimby Pond. Yeah. So he's I, up there. You know, I've only been to um, Portland and Scarborough. But I don't really know Maine that well, and it's so beautiful. I was you really just, tempted just, to come up to your studio for this. <laughs> you just put your toe in the water of Maine. You didn't even jump in. You got to come up to the woodshed and hang out with us. So where are you based out of? I'm, I'm in Connecticut right now. Oh, nice. That's pretty weak, isn't it? Studios are in New York. Um, but since 2020, we all started working at home, and some of us were like, we're not coming back. <laughs> So do you have a recording studio set up in your house? I do. Nice. I have a standing desk and I've got acoustic tiles everywhere and as much fabric on the walls as possible. And it's totally fine. I mean, I'm on two channels. So, you know, to take a train for an hour and a half into New York to do that and then schlep home is just, it's ridiculous. So I think we know that. 28, 28 and 25. That's right. I'm on vacation right now, so I'm not going to be back until after the first of the year. The Spectrum and the other one is... Classic Rewind? Rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 Ryan, I imagine you're on the Dead Channel all the time, right? Or Fish? Oh, I, yeah. I'm on the Dead Channel most of 90% of the time. Fish, I'm not. I go to reggae a little bit. I, and I scroll through Classic Rock. Yeah, in my wife's car. Yeah. If it's not holiday season, if it's not Christmas carols for holiday season. It's either Classic Rewind or The Spectrum. Honestly, oh, those are the only two I. Yeah, I've got. I've got. I'm not, I'm not over, joking either. I've been over to the old three one four a little bit. Yacht Rock. Oh, I love Yacht Rock. Isn't that great? Yeah, when you've had a couple too many beers and drinks, a nice hot day, Yacht Rock comes out. You're loving life. <laughs> my little my little dinghy becomes a yacht. <laughs> what got you into the DJ business, the radio business? It's funny. Um, I, I went to school in Boston at Simmons College, and in my sophomore—I'm sorry, my junior year, which was 1987, 88—there um, was a DJ for a day contest on WZLX in Boston, 100.7. Do you guys know that? <laughs> so I entered the contest and I won. So I got to go on the air for an hour. And um, I was bitten by the bug, as they say. So then I interned there and I was a French major. So I was like, where the hell is this coming from? But I uh, finished that because I just wanted to get my degree and get the heck out. <laughs> and then uh, I went to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. And that's that's where it all started in 1989. Interesting. So you went you graduated with a French major. And then went back to broadcasting school to, huh, wild. That's a, yeah, that's very cool. 
crazy, isn't Why it? Not, Why right? not, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I just, French, 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 right? I don't know. Yeah. I think it was a calling. But you yeah. know what I was curious about with you guys is like, I mean, you know, did did you go to school for this or do you have civil engineering degrees and stuff or did your parents do it, your fathers, your uncles, whatever, and then you just kind of fell into it? I actually, I went to Orno for one year in civil engineering and about six months in, I was like, this, this is not for me. And I ended up with an English degree to teach high school English. Yeah, I was a liberal arts degree and, you know, again, just something we fell back on and skills we had picked up over the years doing odd jobs and stuff like that, so... I think being a man, you're so gifted. I mean, you're like, you really know your stuff, like foundation stuff. That's what I'm always so interested in when you walk into a cabin and, and you're like, wow, this thing has fallen apart from the bottom up. And you go in and you fix the foundations. It's like such a, it's, it's like a tutorial in basic, you know, um, house building. Yeah, I think, you know, that's it's what we'd be doing with or without a film crew. And, you know, it, we live here and we work on these places. We've got our own camps and cabins. So it's just it's how we would do it if it was our place. And we try and carry that right through. I think I think it's part of being a young, poor Mainer growing up. Like, Ed, you know, you get going to the real world. You got to fix stuff yourself. You can't afford to have someone else do it. So your dad did it. You know, you learn from your neighbors. Um, we don't have all the resources around it. It's a long way to the lumberyard or... Long, there might be one carpenter, one plumber in each town. So you got you got to learn to do stuff yourself. And over time, it evolves. That's awesome, though, and it's really well trusted construction. That's the thing that blows me away is that you guys seem to do it for a, a fair price. You know, I mean, I, I look at you know wanting to put in a garage or not, you know, not Connecticut not prices, Connecticut. not Connecticut prices. Okay, <laughs> I bet there's, I bet there's a bathroom within a half a mile of you that's been, yeah, you know more than more more than like half the key, camps in season one. Now, has it always been radio for you? Any dabble in TV? No, I, you know my grandmother, my late grandmother Kate. She always said, I don't know why she's messing in with radio. She should be on TV and. I don't know. I, I wasn't comfortable enough in my 20s to go for television. So I kind of liked hiding behind the mic a little bit. Um, but now in my 50s, I'm thinking, you know, she was probably right. Because <laughs> radio does not pay. Um, All those radio programs in your 20s aren't the same when you're 50, right? You want to go to the concert and go home afterwards. Not well, hang out backstage and do all that fun stuff. And Anyway, I mean, I, I, I have the balls now. I, I would do TV, but I I don't know. I mean, things are changing. Maybe I'm not too old for that. I don't know. Um, but it's it's just a crazy world we live in. So I'm just, um, I'm happy where I am right now. And I'm like one of the heritage DJs. I've been there since, you know, day one. Yeah. So. And your voice is better. Yeah, it's good. I, yeah. Have you... Say again? you so when you know it's you basically fell in love with DJing. Have you noticed your voice or your ink, your speaking tone or anything like that changing over the years? Do you look? Do you ever listen to older recordings to be like, "Huh, I pronounced that funny" <laughs> or something like that? Absolutely, yes, Chase. Yeah, I mean, I could I could go back to the uh, '90s and listen to that stuff and absolutely cringe. 
But, you know, you just you have to articulate and uh, speak clearly so people can understand you. Because I've heard some really mealy mouthed DJs before. And it's like, what the hell did they just say? I don't even know. So I try to speak clearly. Um, but, you know, I want to be myself at the same time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it might be a little more polished and enunciated, but it's still me. And I think that's why people enjoy joining me on my shows because I'm sometimes I'll talk about, you know, home improvement projects or, you know, what do I do for ants? And, um, you know, what do you think of this, um, this sheetrock and this joint compound? I mean, what's the best layer to put on next? (laughs) Branch out and keep it interesting. I think, I think, I think I've had an issue with this joint compound and there's dust left over and I try to wipe that away and then I'll put on a primer kills whatever and then I'll put on the paint and a few days later I get like a little bubble and that drives me absolutely batshit crazy I hate it <laughs> what the is the best what's the first layer after joint compound tape first layer is primer right okay yeah, that's what that I thought. Right. That's what I did. I just got to stop. You, I, you have, you're a real DIY. You have all the right terms. You know, kills is like a top notch primer. It's joint compound. It's not mud. Like we are up here, I'll throw some mud on it. Like very impressed, very impressed. Very impressed. I, I, I do call it mud sometimes, but um, it just drives me crazy. Two bathrooms now I've done where the ceiling has. You know, I'm sanding and all of a sudden there's a little peel and then I start peeling and like the whole ceiling would come off if I let it. And it's just oh, it's irritating. That is the part of building I like the least. What's that? Cheat rock and mudding and taping. It's true. It's true. It's a patient. Those corners where the, the seams meet, that's a really tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. One, you can, uh, well, it depends on how it's bubbling. Sometimes you can take an X-Acto knife and slice it. If it's bubbling behind the tape, you know, and that lets the air out and flattens it out and everything. But if it's the paint itself, then it's a then it's a different issue for sure. Sure. I spent I, I'm gonna tell you, I, I was I had to cringe because I, I spent way too much money on a really high name paint. And I won't mention them, but I was really disappointed. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bummer. Well, off the record, we could talk names. But, um, <laughs> now, you I mean, you must have plenty of stories and rock icons that you've met. Can you share any stories or anybody you've met or, you know, anything that really stands out for you? Sure. I mean, well, I most recently did the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, like backstage interviews. So we talked to Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine, and LL Cool J, Cheryl Crow, Carrie Underwood, Peter Frampton. Holy smokes. It was a whirlwind evening. That was It was fun, but it, I was exhausted. It was like a nine-hour broadcast. I was so tired after that. But I think the most interesting interview was probably with Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin. And he... Um, had a solo album. This was back in like 2014. And he came into the New York studios and 
I had to leave Connecticut at like six in the morning to get there in time for this interview. And we're talking and I said, you know, can we just flash back to the Led Zeppelin days for a minute? Um, you know, while Moby Dick is playing at Madison Square Garden and John Bonham's playing drums for like, you know, 20 minutes, what are you doing? What are you doing backstage? <laughs> Dancing with the mic. And he shut me up so quick. He said, I don't know, fellatio. <laughs> Uh, I, and I was like gobsmacked like this right now. <laughs> like a true rock icon. <laughs> I, said, I know, don't meet your heroes, right? <laughs> so I said to him, well, was that reciprocal? And he didn't even answer me. So I was like, all right, whatever. It was a one-way street for him. But he's Robert Plant, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. amazing. Anyway. Two of the bands I wish I would have yeah. seen live. I would love to see Led Zeppelin live and Bob Marley just because the energy and, and they're live. You, it's hard to find a bootleg of those two, but if you find some and the energy is just unlike any of their studio albums. Yeah, they were just, um, I mean, totally different Zeppelin and Bob Marley, you know, but um, Zeppelin had that, you know, bravado sexuality, just, you know, oozing it. And Bob Marley was all about peace and pot, you know, it was awesome. <laughs> right. What type of music do you like to listen to? Well, some people ask me, you know, my favorite band and, and Zeppelin is right up there because that's probably one of the first, you know, heavy rock bands that I gravitated towards. But I also like Steely Dan and, you know, I love Foo Fighters and Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Billy Strings. Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, I went to a few dead shows, you know, um, there's not a lot of music I don't like, um, but it depends on my mood. Like right now I'm not working. And so I, I could get into a little light classical, you know, I'll, we're having a hot toddy by the tree, whatever. So almost anything. Um, but I, I, you know, I'd gravitate towards classic rock for sure. So when does, and you're probably part of setting the trend for this as far as when a rock group becomes classic, you know, <laughs> it just, you know, I mean, how, how do you judge because music is constantly evolving, growing, aging. How do you judge when something becomes a classic? That's an excellent well, question. Know, and that would be a, a great one for my program directors. You know, I have a, a a different boss for classic rewind and the spectrum but on classic rewind you know like we stop at the black rose that's it and we don't play pearl jam i mean pearl jam has their own channel but right. i would like say red hot chili peppers i mean they're classic they totally if, are if now take the classic car math is 25 years back oh does that apply yeah, I don't know if there's like a, a, you know, a cutoff point. I think it's more of a, a feeling like what was going on at the time. See, I would consider, you know, 10 from Pearl Jam to be. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because they're 30 years old. Yeah. Um, same with Red Hot Chili Peppers. But, you know, they, I love all my bosses and all the program directors, but sometimes they overthink shit. <laughs> 
So, you know, they might uh, be too meticulous about, you know, uh, or anal, you know, about the cutoff of one generation to another. Is my friend Robin Gould one of those people? Do you know Robin? Who is it, Robin? Robin Gould. She's been with Sirius for a long time. Really? Uh, In New York? I think so, yeah. I'll have to ask you what channel. I'll send you a message afterwards. And then... Do that. You'd be amazed how many people we've got over seven hundred employees in New York, Holy smokes. And a bunch more in Washington and Los Angeles. Um, and there's some people. I went to a Christmas party before the pandemic in 2019, and I met about 20 people that night I had never even known were in the same building as I was. So, um, you know, we come in, we do our shows, and then we get the hell out. I picture it being like the Mad Magazine headquarters in New York City, where you walk <laughs> in like. Each floor has their music and like it's just a crazy country <laughs> scene or crazy rock scene or just all this. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's, it's a big corporation. But, you know, when you're listening to a certain channel and you have your favorite DJ, it's like, I don't know, it can oh, be yeah. intimate at times. Absolutely. All right. Maggie has a few questions for you from the fans. These are always good. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Like the way fashion comes and goes, do you think newer music artists are sounding more like artists from the past, or are they creating a new sound? That's an excellent question. I think um, I think we might be running into an era when we've run out of a combination of notes. Is that possible? I don't know. I, maybe it's an infinite combination or possibility of a combination but there are some bands that um and artists that i think are truly unique like the national for example and then there's mitski um these artists somehow um have managed to create music that you you've never heard before but i thought that was impossible I mean, we are in the age of the reboot and the refresh and, you know, bringing stuff back because we've run out of ideas. But these artists, I mean, The National and and even Boy Genius, I'm sure you know Phoebe Bridgers, right, Maggie? Of course. <laughs> love, love. Of course you do. And you, do you know Mitski? Um, I, I know of her. I don't. My sister listens to her more than I do. But then, like, well, her latest like, album is like very mature, so it, it feels like maybe it's more of a fifty-something, you know, album. But like Greta Van Fleet has a very Led but Zeppelin oh, yeah. feel. Yep. But you know, but it's their own sound too at the same time. So I think that's, that's interesting. That's what they say. That's what they say. They drive me crazy. Like, why don't you just admit it already? These guys sound like Led Zeppelin. There's no, there's no question. It's <laughs> You know what Robert Plant said about them? <laughs> they can just fuck right off, I think he said. <laughs> Sorry, you'll have to bleep that. I don't know. Oh, if you know. <laughs> it's Christmas. We can say whatever we want. So, yeah, those are the artists I, I like nowadays, Maggie. I, I like the National. Just, they're just so unique and different. You just haven't heard anything like that before. Uh, same with Mitski and Boy Genius. The, those three ladies are just geniuses absolutely i mean they just create music you've never heard before which is what i'm all about 
Because if, you know, if I'm listening to ZZ Top or Boston, it's like, I know when I'm listening to them, I, I, I know their sound and I like to be surprised. Sure. Alrighty, next one is, who is the one artist you wish you could interview, past or present? Um, I would love to talk to Jimmy Page. I think he, there we go with the Led Zeppelin again, but he's such a great orator. I, those guys are so well-spoken with their English accents. And um, Jimmy Page is like such a good listener. I've seen him in interviews before and he will listen to the question and then he will give you a really in-depth answer. Um, if you can keep up, I, I think you'll, you'll get your your information, you know, but he could go on and on, I think. So, but I would love to, I would love to talk to Jimmy Page, ask him a few questions. I, I do have a few questions about Led Zeppelin um, albums and some songs and what was going on in the background for a couple of tracks. Like there was a plane overhead and it made it onto the album. Like, where were you and what was going on and who said this and who said that? And I, <laughs> those things I, I would love to know. Nice. Alrighty, and one last question: How are your playlists created? Well, um, like I said before, we have um, program directors for every channel at SiriusXM, and sometimes one boss will do two channels. That's usually the norm. So I have um, a different boss for the Spectrum, and then one for Classic Rewind. So they generate the music logs and I generally follow those. But if um, someone's got a birthday, like, you know, Paul Rogers had a birthday recently. So I put in a bad company song um, and I do have the authority to actually put that song in um, <laughs> of my own free will. So uh, I don't miss a beat. You know, if, if some rocker is having a birthday, like Keith Richards just turned 80. Uh, Got to make sure there's some Rolling Stones in there. And so, his wedding anniversary. Did you see those um, pictures, anybody? That's right, Ryan. He did. He got married on his birthday 40 years ago. Wow. Patty Hansen. So, classic Rewind, you know, it's pretty obvious. What are the criterias for the spectrum? Nothing. I mean, we there's not a lot we won't play. Um, gotcha. You know, gotcha. we, we play the early Stones and the Who, um, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um, you know, into Elvis Costello and U2 and Tom Petty and then uh, Joe Jackson. And then, you know, we touched a little bit on The Cure and uh, Depeche Mode. And then we'll go Why into the 90s. You know, it's, it's everything. That, hence our name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you gave us a shout out. Or you mentioned that you were coming on about maybe 10 days ago and my phone blew up instantly. Oh, Christine's talking about you guys. Going to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It was pretty cool. So thank oh, you. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I mention you guys every once in a while. Um, you know, if if I see something on your show and, and I'm having an issue in my own house, then I'll just throw it out to the listeners. Like, I bet Chase and Ryan would know what to do here. <laughs> um, well, now you know how to get a hold of us. And in an up, uh, upcoming episode, we do some sheetrocking. Yeah. So pay close attention. You may find a pointer or two about how to deal with your bubbles. <laughs> yeah. i do i i'm gonna watch that I, i'm always that that's the first thing i turn on is magnolia just to see what's going on 
and then you know i'll go from there if i've seen a repeat you know obviously i'm out but sometimes not sometimes i'll sit there <laughs> through it again just to see so i have to ask you uh, do you meet with chip and joanna ever or is it just all corporate no we we've met we zoomed with them a couple times and they invited ashley and i went down the silos um oh, nice. a couple springs ago yeah it was amazing what a place incredible it's like the it should be called um i don't know gains town <laughs> right <laughs> right it's, it's true but, gainsborough it, but it, it's just amazing though with the silos Mighty and good. how they have everything set up like they, they've done a really nice job they have and and waco went through some tough times in the 90s and they have completely transformed it although i still think about that horror back in the 90s but they're they're working slowly but surely and steadily to turn that around. I think that's awesome. They're doing a great job. Well, we really appreciate your time, and we expect to see you in Maine sometime, maybe a little bit further. Maine, come see us. We're we're only an hour north of Scarborough. I know your uh, uh, publicist. Um, she reached out to me. So if I was coming to Maine, um, would I reach out to her and let her know? Reach out to her. Reach out to Jen. Reach out to yeah. us. We'll, We'll, we'll make we're, sure we're you pretty get easy to get a hold of. Yes. We want to hear more stories. Yeah. Maybe have we're, a drink in purse and listen to some music. I would love that. Oh, my awesome. God. I would love that. Nice. Nice. Well, have a happy holiday, Christina. Thank you so much. You too, Ryan and Chase. Love you guys. Love your show. And um, send my best to the rest of the crew, Jedi, and, uh, of course, Ashley. Will do. Will do. Bye, right. guys. Have a good one. See you. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Painters love this moment. And while it might not look it, this moment too. All right, that was a great video. And now we have a new segment. We've been doing a lot of new things, so. We've been having so much fun. So much fun, I really just love these. All right, this one is this or that. This or that. So um, I'm gonna ask you a question and you have to tell me what your answer is and why. The... They always look. They always look. I didn't. I usually don't. I don't believe you. The only one I saw was Sahara or Antarctica. Okay, well, I'm about to read that one, so don't <laughs> hang everyone. <laughs> this is going to be a big surprise to everybody. Would you rather live in the Sahara or Antarctica? I'm torn. I know what Chase is going to say. I do, too. He loves the heat. I do. Yeah. Loves it. But I don't know if I'd want to live in the desert. Those are good. Those are two good spots because, like, there's so many pros and cons. Yeah. The desert gets kind of cold at night, though. It does. But do I have to live in the literal Sahara? I mean, that's what it says. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I love that show, Life Below Zero. Did you ever watch that on? No, I haven't seen that one. It's all about living in, like, a, a, like the Arctic Circle in Alaska. And it's, it's mostly Alaska. But I just, it's one of those shows I can watch. And I don't, I actually just don't think about anything else. I actually just watch the show. You know, because I'm thinking about oh, how they're doing that. Like, you know, a lot of native up there. And, like, I think I could do it up there. That's, wow. Antarctica's down, the Arctic, by the way. The Antarctic? Antarctica. Oh, the continent. Oh, definitely Sahara for me. Yeah, I could do, I could do why the Arctic. Is it, why is the Arctic different than Antarctica? Antarctica's it's a whole different world. Yeah, you, there's nothing there except penguins. Is yeah, it, but there's oh, not really oh, anything up in the Arctic I'm going to pull it, Ashley. Be good. Is it? Is it just like it must be just like Antarctica? Like 
So there's stretches of no sun, right? It's just the opposite. Yeah. Winter. Yes. It's like see, it's the same because I don't think I can like do that. Antarctic's on the bottom and the Arctic circles at the top. But did you guys ever? Did you ever realize that South America doesn't go like? There's a lot of space. I did. Like most of the most of the population is on the top half of the world. There's a lot of dead space down there. Most of the population is in the middle of the world. That's why the spin is off because it's top heavy. <laughs> it's more in the middle. Geography, we're chasing There's that. not really anything at the top either. Um, I'm going to go Sahara too on that. Sahara, two Saharas, please. And I hate the heat. But you know what there's not in the Sahara? Humidity. If I find out there's humidity in the Sahara, I might change my mind. Yeah, that's, that's a dry desert heat. Yeah, I'm in. Okay, that's great. Um, would you rather be attacked? This is a would you rather. Would you rather be attacked by a horse-sized chicken or 20 chicken-sized horses? <laughs> I love it. A horse-sized chicken? Yes. That's like a uh, ostrich on steroids? I'd want yeah. 20 horse. At least a 20 of the small ones you could maybe fend them off. Little chicken-sized horses? Yeah. That'd be great. You have to fight them. Yeah, but imagine just a big... Yeah, I definitely choose big... little chickens. The little horses. But even though, I mean, what, what's a chicken going to get you? Just the beak. Yeah, right. Not if you're that big, they get you the tent. Their feet? Their spurs? What's your answer? Definitely the little ones. I'm going to go a little, too. All right. I don't know if that's the right answer, though. It the more is. I think about it. All right. Okay. <laughs> if Gosh, you... Picture them. A horse-sized chicken. These are not this or that. Just saying. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? It always used to be to fly. What happened? To fly. Really? Yeah. But now I think it's if I could freeze time. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if I didn't age. Such old man answer from both of you. <laughs> it's sad, but it is. <laughs> At, what would it have been in your, in your 20s? To fly? Yep. Why? How awesome would that be? Might be a time travel. Just to fly. Is that a superpower or not? Nope. I don't know. I don't, really know. I don't really watch comics. Why isn't that a superpower? You have to have a machine for that. No. You have to have a time travel Yeah, machine. but you can... Uh, there's a machine that can make you fly. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we're getting deep. This is, I don't think that's true. All right. Next one. If I could turn back time, would that be on Christine Station? I'd find Share? a way. No. I'd go see Shia. That's Yacht Rock. Yes, Yacht Rock. Sure, it's not Yacht Rock. Yes, it is. I don't think that's true. All right. New York Thin Crust or Chicago Deep Dish Pizza? Deep Dish for me. Thin Crust. Morals are thinners. Yes. They lo Morals love Thin Crust and Pat's Pizza, even though I'm starting to really enjoy it more. Did you not enjoy it? It wasn't my favorite. I like a big, I, I, I like a big crust of gooey cheese. But Pat's, the flavors come out perfectly. You know what was a good pizza, though? That comp the people that set them up from, like, uh, Connecticut or New York or New Jersey, right? They're, they're frozen, but they're in that package. Those are some darn good pizzas. Remember those we got them a couple of years ago? No. Oh, shit. We didn't share them with you. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. There wasn't a case of them. <clears throat> anyway, oh, next, next question. <laughs> next question. All right. So much for a pizza party. I think you guys did snag all of those. Is this okay? I didn't mean to. 
I think Dixie and Jenna got a couple. Sure. Sure. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It's not this or that. Hot dog is a beautiful thing. I often say a good hot dog, a bite of a good hot dog has as much flavor and as good flavor as most anything you'll eat. That's it's the true. worst take I've if ever heard. you are heard, a culinary... That is a horrible take. There used to be a burrito place in Bar Harbor that sold a burrito with a hot dog in the middle of it, and it was so good. Like, you put a hot dog in a fry, a good hot dog, yeah, oh, I, it's got some flavor. That's disgusting. You know where they have delicious hot dogs? Iceland. Do they? Oh, yes. So good. You know what so sucks? Good. Vegan dogs. They're not that bad. <laughs> she has to say that. They're really not. They don't. Hey, I, won't I don't you, like hot dogs anyway. Do you ever sneak like a piece of bacon and pepperoni? Sisters out looking. I'll never tell them. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't want that. You're not answering the question. Um, no, it's not a sandwich. No. Did you know I was a vegetarian for a year and a half? You, I feel like you keep telling me that. Worst decision of my life. A year and a half, though. That's a long time. That was a long time. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> not a sandwich. Not a sandwich. Okay. Um, would you prefer? Do you want to know why it's not a sandwich? Sure. Do I? Because a sandwich is meat between two pieces of bread, and a bun is one piece of bread. So, are you saying if you just cut the piece of bread? If you took and put a hot dog in two slices of bread, you could have a hot dog sandwich. The Earl of Frankfurt didn't create it. I'm gonna. I don't. I didn't really want to hear the answer. I don't know why I said yes. Um, (laughs) would you prefer time travel to the past or future? Past. 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 I don't want to know what's happening no. in the future. Pass. What would you go see? Oh, I would. I, it's funny. I was, Who would I go see? Okay, then Dad, what would you go see? <laughs> I was thinking about this on the drive today. Why? Why were you? <laughs> That's really funny. I, like, I would love to go see the Chase and Ashley when they were kids. Just why? I, I would, That's that would, weird. It's not that. All you have to do is look at even Fletcher, and that's pretty much Ashley and me. They get along now. Yep. Um, I would go back to when, right before they discovered Maine, and see what Maine looked like. That, to me, would be fascinating. There's no trees, I don't think. No, there were the monster trees, and like... Oh, for, yeah. And the fish just bubbling in the ocean, and just... And there were no worms. Earthworms were brought in from the Europeans. Those Europeans brought us all kinds of bad stuff. I know. You don't like worms? No. But Why? So, Turkey. But like the, the forest floors were different because they didn't have the earthworms decomposing everything. So trees grew differently and everything. Your dad's a weirdo. So you want to go <laughs> colonize Maine? Nope. He wants to check out where the worms weren't. Oh my God. <laughs> the whole reason behind your time travel is to see the worms. The lack of worms. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. That's a great. But great. I, I, I was thinking about that today. That's so weird. Um, I was actually driving past oh Cobsey Stream. Where the bridge, uh, where the dam is, New Mills. New Mills, nice, yep. And look at me, no one gardening. You were like wondering, like, what would it look if there were no worms here? Nope. <laughs> but it was all the heavy rainfalls was raging over that river, over the falls, and the mist was freezing on the trees. So all the trees inside were white Pretty with cool. ice, and then there was a huge rainbow shooting out over it. I'm like, I wonder what this looked like before right. anybody. Well, there's a big concrete dam there. Yeah. Before the worms. Before the worms. I like it. I don't really like that answer. What's your day? I'd go back to the 70s. Spend the decade. Never come home. <laughs> Follow the grave today. <laughs> Say hi to my little Ashley and Chase. 
<laughs> oh my god okay Warn last us. one <laughs> last one is it better to have a pet dragon or a pet unicorn ask Daenerys or what's her name on Game of Thrones what's the point of a unicorn oh it's cool do unicorns fly no don't they fart sprinkles no pegasus fly Jen do they grant you wishes Definitely a dragon. I, uh, I'm gonna, I think a unicorn is like good luck. I think if you have a unicorn, it's like, I always say it's all. It's not always rainbows and unicorns. Like you're just in a happy place. Right. If your dad came by this dragon, he would kick me my unicorn's ass. Do you think there really were unicorns? No. You don't think it's possible that there was a horse with one horn coming out of the center of its head in some point in our evolution? Well, I mean, there's a whale well, with one well, coming out well, of the center of its head. There's like a deer. The there's big, a deer. There's, there's goats a... that have one horn. Like Horses don't have horns. I know, but don't you think there could have been maybe, back in the day? Maybe. I don't know, Dad. You seem you seem like you're trying to convince me that there were. I got a question. Do oh you guys, God. when you hear unicorn, I always, it's always a rainbow when I picked in my picture. Well, yeah, they're, they're like what about with you? beautiful just... and sparkly. Oh, I just picture a horse with a horn coming out of Yeah, that's not what it's coming unicorn. from the worm guy. That sounds about right. <laughs> Unicorns are magical. Maggie, I'll share my unicorn with you. Okay, thanks. All right. <laughs> this, that was another fun one. Yeah, great. Well, let's talk about building all the serious stuff. We can shoot this <laughs> or that and just argue and show how people weird people how weird we are. Yeah. <sighs> Good times. All right, now we're on to real questions for Chase and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Even though those were pretty real. I don't know about that. All right. Are you ready? Yep. I think so. With Chase being so busy with all the MCM projects and other business opportunities, do you have time to find treasure on the side of the road or at the dump? <laughs> what has been your best score lately? There's always time to find treasure. You always stop. Always. I bet if your mother was pregnant with you guys and he was going to the hospital, he would make her stop. Probably. <laughs> He's thinking about it. <laughs> Probably. Latest score. What has? What was the last thing I pulled over and grabbed and threw in the back of my truck? You just stopped like a, one or two reveals ago, didn't you? Yep. Oh, come back to this one. I'll think about it for a minute. I got to admit, I have been – the last couple of years, I have stopped – now and then and i never would have crossed my mind um i stopped recently on the way to a cabin there was an old typewriter why do you want that i grabbed it well remember, remember the last time we were overseas and there was a free free for the taker pile and we stopped <laughs> turned around <laughs> god can i get a check that please my check does it count as a check bag <laughs> um i do have time there's always time to grab stuff uh the dump yeah, there's always time to see what's in the scrap wood pile. Check out the dumpsters on the job sites. But your dad has created this amazing world where people just bring stuff to and just leave it now. That helps. We've got so many cool donations lately at the back 40. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I grabbed a nice wooden door the other I always grab old wooden doors. Yeah. And hand sanitizer by the gallon. Hand sanitizer. That, that, was, so happy. that was a special score. And those truck bed liners. Oh, you always grab. Oh, don't tell that story too. Sorry, someone might steal your stuff, Dad. <laughs> They're great little sleds for using around the dooryard. Did any of your stuff blow away? Nope. You're pretty protected in there. Yeah. No, nothing really moved. That's good. Yeah. Nothing at the damn house. 
nothing really here or at back 40. Yeah, no, yeah. And I was in that, I was in the lumber barn where the forklift is. And it was like, it was like the, just a vortex. And I was surprised there nothing. wasn't more at the back 40. All right. Next question. Yeah, right. I know you guys love your dogs. Ever have any issues with porcupines or other creatures oh. at your job sites? It's just a trick question. Charlie's gotten three porcupines since she finally learned. But on the job sites, the job sites is usually like during the middle of the day. And, you know, anytime we have an interaction with an animal, it's when we go out in the woods, like in the dawn or dusk. Did you hear about our bird sighting at the last reveal? No, what happened? We were all standing oh around, like right on the road, like probably six or seven of us, all the cars right there. There was a robin, like down in the ditch, just minding his whole business. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, a hawk swoops in, grabs it. Feathers are going everywhere, and it cradles it and then flies off. Like, I mean, we were maybe five feet away from it. It was crazy. <laughs> R.I.P. to that poor, poor Rob. I know, I know. We're like, if that had been a crow, it would have been a bad, bad sign. But, it, I mean, it was uh, a Robin. There are a lot of hawks around lately. Migratory birds. Predatory birds. Yeah. I think it's because it was like a squirrel boom like two years ago. It's funny how everything goes in cycles. Yeah. Now if there's a hawk boom, what's, what's going to be next? Unicorns or chicken-sized <laughs> horses? <laughs> the dragons. <sighs> but yes, there really aren't. Once in a while they get a mice, a mouse. Yeah. But no skunks or porcupines. Not because we're there, we're making noise. And typically we're there before or there before or with the dogs so that we're making a lot of commotion and they tend to scurry off before we yeah the three times Charlie got a porcupine we're all out behind our house in the middle of the woods yeah knock again knock on wood for that one we've been very fortunate all right next question who pays for all interior furnishing that are used in the cabins do the homeowners get to keep them so Ashley and her design team do have a small design budget. And, you know, they, again, they're like us. They stretch that budget as far as they possibly can. They love working with local artists, craftsmen, bring, you know, new, unique furnishings into the camp. But they also pull a lot from the camp owner stuff. You know, she Ashley loves to blend the old and the new and repurpose stuff, upcycle so and and Ashley is literally picking stuff off the side of the road too. Oh yeah, she'll yeah, come yeah, over yeah. her car. Like, we get this out of my car. Yeah, She's got stuff crammed in there. Absolutely. And in the very end, they you know maybe except one or two select pieces, the camp owners get to keep everything that's in the cabins. Remember season one though and two was how weird it was. Yep. Yep. So one and two, we weren't that you know we're in a big show. We didn't have a big budget. Everything in there, they'd go through that. Someone would go through the list. Like, do you want to buy that? And it's just the way it is when you start now, but it was so weird. What? Oh, yeah, we, we had to. It's like, imagine like getting open a Christmas tree and be like, okay, Ryan, do you want to buy that? <laughs> right? That was a long time ago, though. And camps are decorated for TV. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a big thing people don't, you know, they say less is more so that it's just, you know, it's more focused on the design and the furnishings. Camp, we know camp owners are going to go in, change things around, move we things. We were joking the other day that we should get paid for decluttering their camp. Think about it. It's true. Yeah. You know, what part of it is camp owners have to empty the place out and then they can, once camp owners have their camp back, they can decide what gets back into it. They can bring everything back in that they had 
bring it back to the same or, you know, start fresh. It's really up to them. Maybe that could be a segment for next season. Camp owners send us some pictures. Oh, yeah. Of their camp. Oh, yeah. They're probably going to be like, I don't want to do that. Because, but it's it's just stuff. Like, now, now you have the stuff for the grill there. You know, like, think about it. There's nothing out of place when we show these camps. They look yeah. perfect. It would be fun. We'll do that next round or next. Get some camp owners from way back, season yeah. one, to get some photos or something. Or just talk to them and be like, how has it changed? How has it stayed the same? What have you improved upon? Because... You know, there's all camps are always evolving and changing. Yeah, making it better. Looks like Maggie has to come back. More fun, more usable. Great. Great. <laughs> is that the, that's the last question? That is all I have. All right. So this is our last episode for a break for the winter break. We're gonna pick back up. We made. We're gonna pick back up in the spring. We made the conscious decision to stop now so that we would be able to podcast when at when Maggie's close to finishing school and graduating. We can share that entire process. We might do one a day Yay. if we want to. Yeah. yeah. No. We're going to get as much with Maggie as we can while we can. Great. And yeah, so, but we'll be back. Um, we do have an answer to tr last week's trivia question, so we don't leave everybody yeah. wondering. In the meantime, we are working on cat. We got some cat projects going over the winter. Things will slow down. Watch our social media. Go on our websites. We'll do some updates a little bit. And uh, we're just going to rest up and enjoy winter. Yeah. And pray for snow. Mm -hmm. And unicorns and dragons. Yep. Chicken-sized horses. And chicken-sized horses. All right. Last week's the question. The land before time. Last week's question was, James Leon considered the first legitimate American composer was a minister in what town? Somewhere in Maine. I feel like it was in Bridgeton. Bridgeton? No. Give me a clue. What area of Maine? <laughs> no. She you, doesn't know. Do you know the town? Have you heard of the town? I have heard of it. I Let don't know where it is. No. It starts with an M. Madison. No. No. Um, Monroe. Medi Bumps. No, and no. Uh, Millinocket. Madawaska. No. Millinocket. Uh, Mount Hope. Medford. Nope. Um, I feel like it's sort of a like it's sort of a bigger town, I guess. Maybe not. A bigger. No, it's not. Maybe Milford. It's not. Maybe it's not. Mexico. No. Um. Please. Sorry, trigger silly eating that. Uh, it's M A. Manchester, Maine. No. Madison. No. Uh, <laughs> Where do you guys that? Hold on, let's keep going. Another one. Uh, that's going to give it away. Uh, Mars Hill. No. MAC. Machias. Yep. Ah. There we M -A -C. go. MAC. Well, hopefully somebody got that. Sure. And, yeah. If you did, podcast at Main Cabin Masters will get a nice prize to you. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for your questions. Keep Trigger, them coming. Trigger, Trigger says thank you for a good Trigger thing. is ready to go home. <laughs> and, and just because we're not going to do podcast raw, if you got a good question, send it in. We'll, we'll save it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you. you, everybody. And we always want to thank our sponsors for making this happen. Hammond Lumber Company, Nelma, Benjamin Moore. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And From the Woodshed, we'll be talking to you. From the Woodshed is brought to you by... Nelma, see the stamp, trust quality. Hammond Lumber Company, our building materials supplier, and Benjamin Moore, the official paint and stain supplier of the Kennebec Cabin Company. 
Only available at locally owned stores.